Hi, welcome to Healing Arts Podcast. I'm Dr. Alicia Armitstead, and I am here today to talk to you about good gut health. Having good gut health is the foundation of good health in general. We help a lot of people with digestive issues that have had for 5, 10, maybe even more years, and they've gone to the gastroenterologist, they've done all the tests, endoscopy, colonoscopy, blood work, etc., and the doctor can't find anything wrong. This is where muscle testing shines, because we can pick up on the energy of bad gut flora very quickly and without being invasive. We then muscle test for what specific supplements are needed to help kill the bad gut flora and design a clinical nutrition program to restore good gut flora, which is so important to health. A term for gut flora that has also been used lately is microbiome. Only in the last year or so has there been lab tests where you can get your microbiome tested to figure out what specific good gut flora you have. The information is very helpful in order to help a person restore their health because having better gut flora is a foundation to so many different things in the body. It doesn't only help with digestive issues, but it can also be connected to weight loss, sleeping better, having a better mood, less sinus congestion, and more. As an example, a patient doesn't have digestive issues, but mood issues, maybe anxiety, depression, maybe even insomnia. The first thing that can show up in the office very often using muscle testing is parasites. I have helped a lot of patients also with thyroid issues because of handling viruses. Another example is eczema, psoriasis, skin issues in general uh, can be helped by killing candida. It's not just about killing bad gut flora and reestablishing a healthy microbiome, but also healing the intestinal wall too. The term we use is leaky gut or leaky gut syndrome, and it really is just that, where the intestinal wall has become permeable and lets food and other pathogens leak out into the bloodstream. Our bodies then have to create an immune response to these food particles or the pathogens, which then leads to all sorts of health problems, including food allergies, mood disorders, chronic health challenges, autoimmune conditions. Digestive symptoms include bloating, gas, constipation, diarrhea, but it also can look like eczema, skin rashes, migraines, fibromyalgia, allergies, chronic fatigue syndrome, weight gain for no reason, blood sugar issues including both type 1 and type 2 diabetes, Hashimoto's thyroid syndrome, mood disorders including depression, anxiety, infertility, a whole range of autoimmune conditions, the list goes on. I do see a lot of the times if you have an autoimmune disease, you have a leaky gut. Dietary intervention is extremely helpful in healing leaky gut, and there are several gut healing protocols like the GAPS diet, the specific carbohydrate diet, body ecology diet, and the autoimmune paleo protocol. What all of these diets have in common is the removal of problematic food like gluten, hard-to-digest grains, legumes, sugars, and starches, including healing foods that decrease inflammation like bone broths, organically grown vegetables, healing fats, and naturally cultured or fermented foods. The goal is to provide a healing environment for the intestine. These diets aren't the easiest diets to follow. That's why I like muscle testing. In this way, we can muscle test food 
to see specifically which foods a patient needs to stay away from and which foods won't cause inflammation. For example, what I find in my office is that some people with leaky gut are okay eating brown rice, some are okay with only eating white rice, while some people shouldn't have any rice at all. The more specific we can get with your diet, the more healing can occur, and the better you are on your special diet, the faster the healing. Besides irritating food or heavy metals or chemicals that irritate the intestines, leaky gut also occurs under stress. So stress management is key in healing the gut. I shouldn't say just the gut because it's key for healing, period. So you should be aware of the mind-body connection on your healing journey. If you don't do stress management, healing will occur slower because of the stress. And I've even seen where healing comes to a standstill or some sort of plateau. We need to realize that we put the stress in our bodies. You know, that's why we have the sayings, I'm so nervous I could throw up. Or I'm so upset I could have a stomach knot. Or I'm so excited I have butterflies in my stomach. We have those sayings for a reason. We really do put our stress in our bodies. If it's not the stomach, then it's usually in the neck and the shoulders or maybe even the low back. Eliminating foods to which you are sensitive to can help provide a healing environment in the intestines. I use the word sensitive because when we put people on their specific cleansing diets after some time of healing the gut, they can go back to the foods so it's only a sensitivity and not a true allergen that they should never eat again. Also, carotenoids, a precursor to vitamin A, may be particularly important since vitamin A supports the maturation of epithelial cells, which are the type of cells that line the intestinal tract. And it is the mature epithelial cells that form the strongest barrier in the intestinal tract. Carotenoids are found at high levels in vegetables, especially orange and red-colored vegetables like sweet potatoes and carrots. Glutathione, a small peptide found in the highest concentrations in fresh fruits and vegetables, is also beneficial to the intestines, since it can directly act as an antioxidant in the intestinal tract and help decrease damaging molecules that may be producing inflammation. Vitamin C from citrus fruits and vitamin E found in nuts and nut oils are also important antioxidants for the intestines and work with the glutathione to support intestinal healing. The cells that line the intestinal tract need fuel to perform the process of nutrient uptake. The preferred fuel for these cells is the amino acid glutamine, which can be obtained from proteins. Glutamine helps maintain the function of the intestinal wall, which helps prevent leaky gut and helps it heal as well. Bone broth contains glutamine and is really healing for the gut. I suggest a cup a day to get its benefits. It's actually really nice to start the day with a warm cup of broth. And it's the consistency of having it every day, just a little bit, versus having a bigger serving once or twice throughout the week. The intestinal tract cells also require energy to maintain integrity of the cell wall and production of energy requires healthy levels of vitamin B5, also known as pantothenic acid. Mushrooms, cauliflower, sweet potatoes, and broccoli are concentrated sources of B5. These foods are a good place to start, but the intestinal tract cells actually require a number of vitamins, 
so adequate overall nutrition is necessary and muscle testing can help be even more specific by addressing overall nutrition of the body and identifying which toxins in particular are the culprit. A common problem I help people with in reestablishing a good gut environment is candida. Candida is a family of yeast and is the most common cause of fungal infections. Many species are harmless and can live in the body, specifically the gut, without a problem. However, when leaky gut forms or the immune system is compromised, they can invade and cause disease. Most common ways to develop an overgrowth of candida are antibiotic use, as the antibiotics kill not only the bad bacteria but also the good bacteria and allows candida to grow. Chlorine from swimming pools and tap water toxicity allows candida to grow. Alcohol consumption, especially beer and wine, use of cortisone or pregnisone, regular eating of candida-promoting foods such as bread, chocolate, sugar, peanuts, coffee, and fruit, hormonal birth control, direct pesticide exposure, heavy metal exposure or the metal fillings in your mouth, having worked or lived in a moldy building, and stress. A person suffering from candida usually has distinctly identified three or more of these symptoms. It's a long list, so bear with me, but it is important. You're looking for at least three or more of these symptoms. Cravings for sugar, bread, milk, cheese, sleep problems, anxiety, acid reflux or heartburn, headaches, depression, asthma, fatigue, fibromyalgia, muscle or joint pain, bloating or abdominal pain, excessive weight gain, PMS, endometriosis, lack of sex drive, diabetes, constipation or diarrhea, skin problems such as rashes, eczema, psoriasis, reoccurring affections such as bladder infections, maybe in the sinus or maybe ear infections, cold feet, hands, or nose, poor memory, heart palpitations, dizziness, numbness, having a large abdomen like the beer belly, high cholesterol, or thrush, that's the white coat in the mouth. A healthy diet is so important when killing candida. There's a full-blown candida diet that cuts out a lot of foods that you can essentially starve the candida. But when patients come to the office, we muscle test to see what their specific candida diet is. Every candida diet is different. Some candida diet allows vinegars, others don't test well for it. Some allow berries and others don't. Everyone is different, and that's why a custom-made candida cleanse is nice to have. But if you can't get muscle tested and you think you might have candida, then go ahead and Google the candida diet. The standard candida diet cuts out everything and therefore tends to really work well for everyone. In my last podcast called Viruses, I talked about how all autoimmune diseases were due to some sort of pathogen and went into specifics about how Hashimoto's, a thyroid autoimmune disease, is due to a virus, the Epstein-Barr virus. Candida also causes autoimmune diseases because it produces nitrosamines, and acetaldehyde, which can cause all sorts of problems depending on where it is in the body. As an example, candida affecting the liver can create fatty liver. If you have a diagnosis of fatty liver, 
it's the beginning stages of cirrhosis. Cirrhosis is a medical term for liver failure. And if you don't drink and you have fatty liver, it must be because of candida. Another thing that candida can do to the liver is cause high cholesterol. If you have high cholesterol and you don't fit the profile for having it, it could be because of candida. Do you know that there are children out there with high cholesterol? About 7%, and it's because of candida. These candida toxins can play also a role in Alzheimer's, diabetes, cancer, and cardiovascular disease. Candida causes prolonged, unresolved inflammation that can promote arthritis because inflammation damages tissue. If the inflammation is in the lungs, it can cause pulmonary disease. To have strong lungs, we need to kill candida. In fact, that was my issue when I was young. I had asthma as a child, and when I was 16, it was getting worse and worse every year. So my mom took me to a chiropractor who specialized in nutrition, Dr. Freddie Ulin in upstate New York. And going through his program, changing up my diet, I especially couldn't eat sugar or dairy, and then taking supplements to kill the candida and make my lungs strong. I haven't ever used my inhaler since the program, and that was back in high school. And I was just one of those lucky ones that knew that this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Now you need to know candida loves to eat sugar. I learned that the hard way, and the majority of my patients with sugar cravings tend to have candida. It's like a vicious cycle. You eat sugar, you get candida, you have candida, so you crave the sugar, and then the candida keeps growing. So what can we do about it? Well, besides not eating sugar or processed foods and following a cleansing diet that won't feed the candida, whether you're on the actual full-blown candida diet or you're on a specific diet, we could also add turmeric to your diet to help. Turmeric has a specific nutrient in it called curcumin, which helps kill the candida. Turmeric is a wonderful spice to start cooking with if you haven't already. If you do cook with it, then just cook more. Curcumin is more potent in the body if it is with black pepper. So when you cook with turmeric, make sure you add black pepper to the dish as well. And it also comes in supplement forms. In the capsules that you get, look at the ingredients and make sure it also includes black pepper. Besides killing candida, turmeric is also good in anti-inflammatory which will help symptoms of candida, like the leaky gut, if you have it. You can just have candida without the leaky gut. Leaky gut is actually more of a progression of having the candida. Besides adding turmeric to your cooking, I have my patients add apple cider vinegar. It can be on salad dressings. They can also just take a tablespoon of it. But to be really medicinal throughout the years, I figured out an apple cider vinegar drink that's really good to kill candida with. It's best to have it in the morning on an empty stomach. It's one tablespoon organic apple cider vinegar with a half an organic lime squeezed and a quarter teaspoon baking soda. The baking soda will fizz, so let it fizz out and then add a half a cup of warm water. It could be more water if you wanted it diluted. And then actually add a pinch of cayenne a pinch of turmeric and black pepper here as well. The apple cider vinegar kills candida and the lime juice and the baking soda, which are alkaline, help raise the pH. 
pH is important in decreasing inflammation. And then I love the turmeric and black pepper as anti-inflammatory. And then I add the cayenne because it will increase circulation, which is beneficial in healing. You want to drink it at least 20 minutes or more before breakfast every day. And make sure that the water really is warm, not hot, for hot water will change the properties of the vinegar and lime juice. Part of the goal of getting rid of candida is creating a good gut flora. With the good bacteria, you would take a probiotic. This way, the candida gets crowded out and cannot thrive in this healthy environment. There isn't just good bacteria in the gut either. You guys need to know that there's also such a thing as good yeast in the gut. This is where nutritional yeast is good as a supplement. And it says nutritional yeast on it versus the brewer's yeast is different. That's what we use to make bread rise. Killing candida can cause a die-off reaction if we actually kill it too fast. A patient can feel worse before better, and a lot of times toxins get released as you kill a pathogen, and we call this a die-off reaction. It's also known as a Herxheimer reaction. Symptoms can include, if this is to happen, headaches, constipation, diarrhea, fatigue, and skin rashes. Fiber is a good supplement to take to absorb the toxins so that a die-off doesn't occur, or if it does, the symptoms are reduced. Vitamin D is also beneficial if you have candida, and not only if you have it, but also in preventing candida. So there you have it, my explanation of leaky gut and candida in some of the top supplements that people test for in the office and how they work. Next week, I will talk about how EMFs, or electromagnetic frequencies from our cell phones, computers, microwaves, 5G, cause us harm and what to do about it.